0: Us, and I'm Peter
1: Martin, and you're listening to the You'll Hear podcast, daily jazz advice coming at you. That's right, and it's a special day today because we have a guest in the studio.
0: I thought I saw someone else. Hey, what are you doing?
1: Here? I mean, it's a pretty big <laughs> place, but it's hard to lose. Right. Uh, there was a an extra whole, microphone. Whole human being. Yeah. That was my first clue, <laughs>
0: and then there was a human sitting in front
1: of it. Yeah. No, we have uh, drummer extraordinaire, Mr. Dave Johnstone.
2: What's up, guys? What's, What's up, Dave?
1: Dave, Dave is uh, originally from St. Louis, makes his home in L. A. now. Great drummer. Uh we grew up playing jazz together yep. here in St. Louis and uh lots of omelets. Lots of omelets. Lots of brunch gigs. We were joking the other day the first gig we I mean I was like 16 you were yep. 16. Yep. We had a br- we weekly brunch gig at the DoubleTree hotel. Nice. And I mean we probably both gained like 20 pounds in that gig cuz there was an omelet station. We got free food. Yep. We just kept hitting the omelet station yep. like only a 16-year-old boy could. You know what I mean?
2: Why does the band take such long breaks? Because we're stuffing our faces with omelets. Did you have your cholesterol
0: checked in the last couple of years? (laughs) Actually, we probably
2: both eat like way healthier now than we are. For sure, yeah, definitely.
1: But we thought it'd be fun to have Dave come in, and because he is an LA musician, to do our seven favorite West Coast jazz musicians.
0: I like it. Seems appropriate. I like it. I love. I love the. The geographical specificity that this music can can uh, harbor at times That's you right. know yeah, yeah. it's not always there but the west coast the left coast as we lovingly call it mm-hmm. has uh ha- well we're going to get into hopefully answering the question certainly it had its own sound and does it still have its own sound so we're doing well, how, how are we going to structure this we're going to do seven seven uh- why
1: well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not not something we normally do. That's right. But we will do seven today. And uh, we're just gonna have Dave kind of uh lead the way, although we will input I think I have some ideas here on, on my favorites. But okay. uh Dave, start us off. What's number one here? Top of our list.
2: My number one is Chet Baker. Ooh. I've heard of him. He <laughs> Chet Baker, good. yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that that's that's a good place to start because I think he thing. kind
2: of epitomizes the the vibe and the cool LA thing, you
1: know. He definitely you know, when you think of West Coast jazz, mm-hmm. that's one of the first people to come up, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean... I, wait, wait, I was
0: thinking Ryan Gosling. Like, that <laughs> might be... <more>. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I guess not. No, that's modern. That's my number two. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking all my <laughs> stuff. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah I, I always think about... Uh, you know, you think about Chet Baker Sings. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, he made more than just those, like, early 60s singing albums, though, too, right? He did, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, we were talking earlier. The uh, There are a couple albums that came out I believe in 1977 uh one's called the best thing for you and one's called you can't go home again and uh these albums had tony williams on drums had ron carter john schofield paul desmond and michael brecker uh, wow okay i got it they are that killing that's those. my favorite chet baker yeah. stuff uh, okay. Have you heard it's those the Adam? least chet baker i've not heard those no but yeah, that's that's so an good. amazing lineup is. Yep. Yep. what is it called again uh, one of them is called "The Best Thing for You." The best thing for you. And one of them is called "You Can't Go Home Again." Can't go home again. Right. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna check. Would with this that be an instance
0: it. of shame on us? It's definitely <laughs> a shame on us. I mean, this is why we have the LA cat exactly. We can learn a little something too. Now, interesting little fact to it I was trying to remember for some reason. I was thinking Kansas, but I was just I just looked it up. Chet Baker's from Yale, Oklahoma. That's right. Yeah, Which yeah, is yeah. interesting because that. although not left coast, on the way, I mean, certainly, you know, a lot of actually great musicians that we don't, we, we forget about from Oklahoma, but certainly from St. Louis on that wagon trail. Am I taking it too far back? Maybe on that wagon trail. <laughs> some serious is, jazz you history. I <laughs> <out> to- <laughs> yeah. wasn't in my jazz history class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, there you go. Cool. That's All right. a great first one. What, what do you have for number two? And when do we get to jump in? Later, right? We're yeah, not, guys just, jump right in. No, Go no, ahead. but we're not official left. Well, course. so number
1: two, we have a uh, uh, man named Dave Brubeck. You might have heard of him. Oh yeah, yeah. Had had a couple of uh, hit records in the '60s. Uh, actually, did you ever meet Dave Brubeck? I did.
0: He a super nice guy. I mean, like, like one of the nicest guys I mean, embarrassingly nice. Embarrassingly. Nice. <laughs> and his boys are are like that. I actually saw uh, one of his sons recently. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. The bass player, great bass player. Nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, his whole family, just the, the sweet. I mean, Dave was, like, when I first met him, I was just a young punk uh, pianist. Wait, I still am. Oh, I'm a middle-aged punk yeah. pianist now. Yeah, But But um, he was super kind and like, oh, you're Peter Martin, right? I was like, how did, yeah, I was like, do I owe him money? Do I, yeah, yeah. I owe him a lot. But s- such a great uh, musician. Definitely, uh, I guess, West Coast Sound, too. But I mean, he really epitomized it, I guess, a little before Chet Baker, right?
2: hmm
0: And, and, and um, I would say but brought in, like, because he had the bebop elements, and he was so well-versed with what's more associated with the East Coast, kind of brought it all together, I would say.
1: Yeah, incredible musician, incredible composer, incredible band leader, great guy. Uh, I I mean, I remember, like, being young, and, you know, my dad had time out on Mm -hmm. vinyl, so that was, like, actually one of my first jazz records I was exposed to when I was a kid. And then, you know, you go through, like, a phase where you're like, ah, that's, you know commercial or whatever, or whatever. Right. and then you like now i love all of Rubeck's stuff and I'm, i really appreciate it the older i get the arranging the sound
0: of it is so good and the yep. band the, yep. I mean, all of it the playing yeah and i mean you know the the I, I learned a lot about and um dave brubeck um when i got a chance to perform the real ambassadors which was a musical that he wrote that was kind of shelved for some interesting reasons we could do a whole episode on that but I, I got to pr- perform it and I actually uh, was MD uh, of a kind of revival of it at Jazz Lincoln Center a few years ago. And so got to meet a lot of the, that's when I met a lot of the family. Dave had already passed away, but he, um, he uh, wrote this incredible musical and it featured, they recorded the album, but it never really made it to Broadway. Uh, but it was, you know, Louis Armstrong and Carmen McRae. And it was just a wonderful thing with some great music in it. Nice. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. All right, so number
1: three on our list, Dave, you have Jeff Hamilton, drummer Jeff ah, Hamilton. Jeff
2: Hamilton. He's a great drummer right there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Still Wine connoisseur. You have a is particular he? recording
1: <laughs> or album
2: that we should check out? Um, he, there's the Jeff Hamilton trio live I really like, and then a lot of the Ray Brown stuff that he was uh, on. Yeah, Bass Face yeah, yeah. is one of my favorite records, Bass Bass, yeah, which yeah. I believe is Benny Green, too. Right. You guys probably know. Um, yeah, I love that record. The
0: trio, when it was Ray Brown, Gene Harris, and, mm-hmm. and Jeff, I think that's the first time I heard of it. I was just like, man, what a tasty trio drummer. And I didn't know about his big band drumming at right. that, you know. Right. And then he's done so much great studio, jazz studio stuff. I mean, he's like, like that guy.
2: Live at the Lola, I think it's called. That right. trio that you're talking about, the yep. Gene Harris. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's, awesome. And that's awesome. That's a killer record. So twi- And someone who, like, really successfully uh, can take the big band approach into the trio. You yes. know, Like, with, like, more heavily arranged things, right. but like very tasteful and great playing. I
0: think that's why you're so great with you know, um, with uh, Ray Brown is that a lot of his Ray Brown trio he kind of hears it real orchestrally as, exactly. as really like a bigger thing than yeah, his trio. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that great. So quick little funny story about Jeff Hamilton. I, I got I played with him just a couple times, but one time was on that Good Night Good Luck soundtrack and movie, and um, you know everybody knows you know Jeff's always had like this this great beard like he, even before it was hip. And then when it was hip, and then when it wasn't, he had it through. The, he had it through all those periods. You know, I'd never seen him without it. I thought he was bored with it. You know, little baby picture of Jeff with a beard. You know? But he, uh, when we did the Good Night, Good Luck, because there was a chance we were going to be in the film. You know, on, on camera. We had to look like it was a little bit, I mean, it was based upon a historical thing that happened in a specific time, kind of docudrama like we're talking about. And so they said everyone had to be clean shaving because they're like, whenever musicians were on like CBS network at that time, I mean, that was just like a thing because you were considered like a, a drug addict hippie. True. Otherwise, I'm like, well, exactly. So let's go in <laughs> like drug addict hippies <laughs> like we are, you know. Um, so they said, everybody, I think I had this little bit, like just a little bit of a beard, but I remember they sent an email right before we were going out there. Everyone needs to be clean shaven and short hair. I was like, well, I got the short hair for sure. No problem. But I was like, you know what? I don't think it's going to be a big deal about the beard or whatever. they like, so, shave it. So I didn't shave it off. And we get there and there's this drummer there, like sort of setting up the drums and the pianos there. And this is like Warner Brothers back lot. It's all, I'm all excited. And I'm like, man, who's that? oh, it must be like Jeff Hamilton's guy, you know, like his drum tech. That's so cool. I was like, wow, man, he's shaped like Jeff Hamilton. He kind of looks like... But it's definitely not Jeff because he doesn't have a beard. It's like this... Yeah, yeah, And so I was like, wow, that's Jeff. He had shaved his beard off. Totally different, right? Totally different. Wow.
1: Man, so I've had a beard now for over 10 years, and I occasionally will cut it way back, and my kids freak out. Like, they won't look at me. Oh, I freaked out, remember? You, yeah, yeah, you I wouldn't you talk to me for two days <laughs> until I grew something It was but weird, man. It was
0: weird when, you, when you're known for that that beard look. But when we got in there... And then he saw mine. He's like, oh, you're supposed to shave. It. I said, well, I was like, I'll shave it off if I need to. But I figure they're not going to. He's like, no, they're pretty serious. I was like, "Ugh!" once they see you without the beer. Then. <laughs> but then, you know, George Clooney's director, he kind of came in and, and said, like, somebody asked. We need to look. He's like, ah, it doesn't matter, man. Don't worry. And I looked over at Jeff. Jeff kind of vied. <laughs> he's, he's clearly bad. I like, did this oh! for nothing. <laughs> And, like, he had researched, he had, like, the perfect, like, Gretsch set from 1957 that would have been used, and yeah. everything was historically accurate, and then I'm up there with this little beard and, like, a, a brand new modern Steinway piano, he's like, man, this dude is not historically accurate at all. I was like, hey, whatever, man. All right, All right, who's uh, number four? Number four. Can I throw someone in here? <laughs> Love you, Jeff.
1: <laughs> I want to throw in uh, Ornette Coleman.
0: Oh, I'm just going to throw, throw him in there. That's Yeah, good. I mean, I know he made
1: his name in New York, but he came from L.A. This is the, the story, right? The storied history of Ornette is that that band kind of formed in L.A. Right. And developed that sound and brought it to New York and, you know, the, the history from there. But... Uh, Ornette Coleman is from Texas, I believe. Yeah, originally. I was about to say
0: he's not from LA, but he, but he was known for that West Coast sound. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean I, I consider that band
1: kind of a West Coast band. They have some of that in there. Yeah, know, even though it's really, And I mean, Texas is like the gateway to the West. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. It's more West than it is East Coast. That's that's sure. right. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, Peter, why don't you do one? We got number uh, five here.
0: Oh well, um, let me see what my choices are right here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, Billy Childs. Billy Childs. Yeah, so now yeah. we're bringing it up to current time. Um, and I remember meeting Billy Childs actually in L.A. one of the first times I went out there. And I was like, wow, this is like a West Coast dude. But I sort of knew about his playing because I'd heard him play with Freddie Hubbard in like the late 80s or something. Yeah. And um, But I didn't know he was from L.A. And then I, went, I remember doing a gig out there uh, um, early 90s. And he came to the gig and I met him and he was like, hey, man, what's up? I'm Billy, you know. And um, I live in Pasadena, and uh, you know he's been such a force on the on the West Coast jazz scene with his own bands and his own. Um projects and everything, and really holding it down for, I mean, he's I mean, he's a great straight-ahead player, and he's sort of been associated with it for me from that time, but he's done all these other great things, and a lot of kind of, you know, chamber jazz, that project, great arranger. and everything. Great arranger. Great composer. But, I mean, really, in terms of integrity for, like, the jazz scene, I think that, you know, for whatever, 30 years plus now, he's been, and then he's, you know, he's won Grammys, and I think he did, he won, like, an Academy Award for some film scoring stuff or something. He's won some... Some you know he started to really get his due as a writer and producer. Seriously right. talented musician for yep. sure. All right, so for
1: number six, you know here at the You'll Hear It podcast, we do these lists of seven, but they're almost never seven. So for this, <laughs> we're going to group three West Coast drummers in in so, honor of six, our seven, West eight. Coast drummer guests. That's today. right. So number six, we have Billy Higgins, Joe LaBarbara, and Mel Lewis. Yep. Um, Dave, these are your picks. You know, talk about if you want uh, those three drummers, what
2: they mean to you. Well, Joe, for one, I mean, he's still out, you know, playing all the time. I go see him whenever I can. And he's just such a sweet guy and such a great, unique player. All the stuff he did with Bill Evans, I'm sure you guys know. And Does like, he have a regular gig in LA? Or is he just out? Just out, just out and about. Nothing nice. steady. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, it's easy to see him fairly often. That's awesome. And he's just a great dude and great player. That's cool. Uh, Mel Lewis, you know, definitely kind of from that the Hamilton vibe as well in terms of big band and just uh, the real relaxed, chill LA thing, you know. That's awesome.
1: And Peter, did you play with Billy Higgins ever?
0: I didn't, but I got to hear him play live uh, a few times, and I know some of those younger, I'm trying to remember, is it Willie... um, Jones, I want to say he's from LA mm-hmm. and came up. But I know like Billy Higgins had that drum academy for a while. Oh, yeah, the yeah. With kids, I know he was like a big force out there doing that. And I always thought about like him really sculpting that Ornette Coleman kind of sound during that period, too. Yeah, yeah. And um I don't know. That's cool. always associated there. Okay, so uh for the true number
1: seven, we're going to go uh, with. A. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, we're going to we're gonna do a little left turn here. So, Dave, you've been on the road the last, I mean, I don't know how long you've been in this band, but this is a really talented young trombonist and vocalist named Aubrey Logan. Yep. Hmm. She's pretty ridiculously good, actually. Ridiculously good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so you,
2: how long have you been in her band? I've been with her actually for six years now. Oh, wow. Since she very first moved to L.A. Nice. But uh, it's gotten, the touring and all that has gotten heavier in this past year. That's awesome.
1: Been, yeah, she's been getting a lot more attention. Yep. She's on the road now with... She's Definitely.
2: on the road now with Dave Cause for the Dave summer. Koss. yeah, that's cool. And then we're going back out in the fall doing her stuff. That's awesome. East Coast tour and, yeah.
1: Cool. So uh, if you're on the East Coast this fall, check out Aubrey Logan. Yep. Give a shout-out to Dave You'll Hear It podcast guest back there on the kit. That's right. That's right. Um, and as always, you can go to youllhearit.com if you want to ask us a question. Let us know who your favorite West Coast jazz musicians are. We left off, you know, Jerry Mulligan and a whole bunch of folks that probably deserve to be on the list. <laughs> Uh, and then you know ratings and reviews we like seven stars it is impossible on most outlets (laughs) so far so do what you can but you know what people have been figuring out how
0: to do that you just you write it in that's right. You give Not us the five. stars. Yeah, you talk about it. Then you just it. say seven stars. You guys
2: should do a podcast, The Seven Best Stars We've Gotten in a Review. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be seven times seven. more. Seven. will be 49 seven times seven. 49 yeah. best stars. And then
0: so. Dave has some great blogs on. We should give a shout out to those. That's right. And yeah, yeah. The, the blog has been getting a lot of love, and Dave has been a big part about it. Uh, part of that. From the drum standpoint, so you yeah. can check that out at openstudio.network.com/blog. Yep. Slash slash
1: blog. You can see a couple of Dave's blogs, or at least one of Dave's blogs up. More coming. Yep. Hopefully more in the future. More to come. Yeah, yeah, you're a blogger. Blogger. <laughs> more to come as blogger. soon as Adam puts them <laughs> <him> up. <laughs> That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're um, a blogger. Are you
0: a blogger? I, I just <laughs> like saying that word. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but you are a blogger. <laughs> I've tried
1: to, I tried to get it out of you for the last two years. Man, it's worked. <laughs> I like, forgot about uh, blogging. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, if you go to you'll hear it. Com, you'll hear it.